Welcome to Once Upon a Die. My name is DA Xavier, and this is a podcast about solitaire board games, thematic or otherwise. This is episode 11, first broadcast on July 11th, 2017. Today's game, Pleasant Dreams, published by Erian Games in 2014, designed by Erian Taminga. You have drifted off to sleep, and your only objective is to make it through the night without waking in terror. Now let's get the dice rolling. Pleasant Dreams is a card game for one or two players. The premise of the game is very simple. You have fallen asleep, but the dream world is inhabited by dream fragments that can be either calming or terrifying, and they are competing with each other to keep you asleep or to wake you screaming. In a two-player game, you may win by staying asleep until there are no more cards to draw, but you will also win if your opponent wakes up. The solitaire game, by comparison, is purely an endurance test. You win by staying asleep until the deck of cards runs out. In order to see how sweet or terrible your dreams are, you turn over cards from the dream deck. This deck is almost the whole game, and is shuffled up before the game starts, but very carefully. The cards must be kept face up, and I will explain that in a moment. You declare how many cards you want to draw, between one and five, and then you draw them one by one next to the deck, the first one immediately adjacent to the deck to the left, and each successive card to the left of the previous one. You then resolve the cards from left to right, so the card that was on top of the deck when you started will be the last one in your sequence, known as the dream flow, and the last card you chose to draw from the deck will be the first one you resolve. Some of these cards are beautifully sewn teddy bears which will help you to sleep more peacefully. Others are scary or horrible, like the jack-in-the-box or the nightlight which has just gone out, and resolving one of these will break your sleep cycle and threaten to wake you up. Each card has either a minus one, a plus one, or a plus two written on it, and you adjust your sleep meter by that much. If the meter is at zero, you are completely asleep, and if it ever hits five, you've been frightened awake and you lose the game. The meter begins at one, unless you wish for a more challenging game, in which case you can start it higher. While this is a challenge in and of itself, the additional challenge and the gamble in the game comes every time one of the teddy bears is resolved. Besides allowing you to sleep more, they have a secondary function. For each teddy bear, you decide whether or not to replace it in the deck. If you do, you reduce your sleep meter by an additional one. All the teddy bears have minus one on them to begin with, but this is a bonus minus one for daring to replace the card in the deck. You then flip the card over to reveal the image on the other side and place it back into the centre of the deck, so that reverse image will be the one that comes up when the card returns. Some of the revealed images are teddies tucked into bed, and they will help you sleep more when they come back. Others are terrifying creatures, including a particularly unsettling spider crawling out of the teddy's head, which will wake you up even more. You never know until you turn a teddy card over whether it will be good or bad for you in the future. If you choose not to flip a teddy, you simply take it out of the game and put it to one side, but do not look at the back so you don't know what you've taken out. You do have two cards that will allow you an edge in the game. These sit to the side and you can use them when you choose. The barrier, when used, blocks the effect of one nightmare card in your dream flow, leaving your sleep meter static, so that basically allows you to nix out a bad card that you've drawn. Premonition allows you to look at the top three cards of the deck, replacing them in the same order but without looking at the backside. Both of these cards, once used, are flipped over and unavailable for the rest of the game. 
The deck comprises a total of 19 cards, so it is tricky to get through them all, and I'm fairly certain that it's impossible to get through them all without waking up, unless you use some of the teddies and put them back into the deck, so that gamble is required. Some bad luck with the teddies won't help either, as you could find yourself awake very quickly if you slip a couple of nasty cards back into the same or a close spot to each other in the deck. This game is very easy to pick up, with few rules, and is easy to play as well. I've heard people say that it is too simplistic, and I can understand where you're coming from with that, but this game lasts between 5 and 10 minutes, depending on how slowly you take it, and is an excellent little filler game. This is something that's great to pull out while you're waiting for somebody between games, or if you're waiting for people to arrive, and you just want to play something by yourself in the meantime. The level of decision is just great enough that it makes you think about what you want to do, without leaving itself open to analysis paralysis. Just over half the teddy cards are good, five to the four bad ones, so the odds are in your favour, but only just. And the number of cards you choose to turn over can have a huge effect on how well your game goes as well. These are really the key decision points. When to use your two powers, whether or not to turn over a teddy when you draw one, and how many cards you're going to draw at a particular time. If you feel that a bad card is coming up, the fact that the first card you draw is the last one you resolve can make it risky to push through the deck quickly, but you also don't want to risk there being a couple of bad cards piled up behind that one that you're looking at, as you might push towards wakefulness too many times in a row and leave you with no way of stopping yourself from waking up. Huge credit must be given to the art in this game. While there is little story to it, there is theme, and it is almost entirely within the images. Some are gentle and peaceful, and some definitely unnerving, and all surreal and dream or nightmare worthy. All of the art in this game is by Wayne Dorrington, and I must give him a huge amount of credit for this. I would say that this is a game I might not play as often as I do if it were not for the fact that the art is so compelling. It's one of those games where, because the art is thematic and because I fear turning over that teddy and getting the spider or whatever it happens to be, it draws me in in a way that if it were a little bit less thematic in terms of the art, I probably wouldn't have that same wish to play it again as quickly. Pleasant Dreams is a great little push-your-luck game, played quickly but easily played again, and I wholeheartedly give it 4 dice out of 5 for solitaire play, with the caveat that you must be in the mood for a very luck-based game. In so many ways, the outcome of this game can be decided by the shuffle at the beginning. If you happen to get a series of particularly nasty cards, you could just have no chance of actually getting through the deck that you have shuffled for yourself. However, the game ships with the Lucid Dreams expansion. This includes 12 new cards, 6 pairs so that they can be used both for 1 and 2 player games, and these allow you to manipulate things in slightly different ways. For example, there is a card that allows you to take one of the cards you've drawn into your dream flow and bump it to the front so that you resolve it first. This might allow you to negate some of the overwhelming luck that is involved in this game, but I haven't yet attempted a game with the expansion. I look forward to doing so, and may well report back later on once I have done. It is also worth noting that the physical game is currently sold out, but it is available to print and play from the game's website, www.pleasantdreamsgame.com. This has been Once Upon a Die. Thank you for listening. I'd love to know what you think. Please get in touch with me via the show's guild on BoardGameGeek, number 2525, to share your thoughts, offer your own experiences of the game, or to let me know if you have a particular game you'd like to be covered. Please also listen back to the previous episodes if you've not yet done so. If you enjoy the podcast, I would greatly appreciate a review on iTunes, as your feedback is important to me, and it also helps to get the word out. Until next time, I thank you again for listening, and keep rolling those dice until the game is done. Once Upon a Die is a Dragon Literature production presented and edited by D.A. Xavier. 
This podcast is not affiliated with any games companies. Copyright for all game materials remains with respective owners. Follow me at the show's Twitter account, at Upon a Die Podcast, at the BGG Guild, and on my website, dragonliterature.com. The theme music is Distortion and Blues by FMGW. Licensed purchased from audiojungle.net. Random fact of the episode. Dreams and nightmares occur during rapid eye movement or REM sleep. Nightmares are a subset of dream that cause extreme negative reactions and distress in the dreamer, frequently fear or intense anxiety. While people can have nightmare disorder, which is a serious problem that disrupts an individual's ability to sleep and function properly, as many as 50% of adults in the world have occasional nightmares, and these are considered a normal part of sleep. They are frequently caused by external stimuli such as stress or grief, late-night consumption of food which stimulates metabolism and encourages the brain to work more during sleep hours, or withdrawal from or side effects caused by medication. The most common nightmares are probably not a surprise. Being chased by someone or something, being unprepared for an important event or exam, falling, being in a vehicle that is out of control, and running late are all extremely common. It is a generally accepted belief that these kinds of nightmares relate to the life of the dreamer and represent either direct or indirect circumstances in their life. A fearful dream about flying might indicate that you feel your personal goals are too high, while a dream in which you feel unprepared for an exam may represent a fear of moving on to the next stage of your real life. It is impossible to discuss dream theory without mentioning Sigmund Freud's belief that dreams are a valve by which our unconscious desires and fears may be released. While it is certain that dreams can feel powerful and comforting, they may also be sources of great mental discomfort. Scientifically speaking, dream research is still comparatively new, and I for one will be fascinated to see how much we're able to understand and what that research will reveal both to us and about us.